Welcome to episode 176 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man born on the best side of the Murray, Mick. And let me introduce <laughs> you to team. Next up is a podcast, Cricket, cricket Governance Guru. Welcome, David. Oh, first came off the rank. Thanks, yeah. Mick. Mixing it up a bit. Now I can go on mute for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Got your word limit already, <laughs> Next up is the man that said Jai Richardson modelled his bowling approach. John, welcome, Alex. Today, guys. Uh, I might bowl a bit quicker than him at the death, I think, at the moment. Lots of slower balls. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of just bowl fuckloads, hit for fuckloads, and hopefully someone in the deep catches one. That's the Jai Richardson approach, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, tactics yeah. are very similar there, Nick. I thought we meant bowling style, but yep. And <laughs> uh, lastly, the man it's the man who is set to launch his own mowing franchise. Welcome, Roscoe. You know it, all part of the um, LMDU. That's the <laughs> Lawnmowers and Dockers Union, mate, all the way. Cash only. Uh, don't stop me if my lawnmower's running because then it'll cost you more. That's it. <laughs> yep. Pie on site next to the lawnmower. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Rain drops, work stops, friends. <laughs> pack it up. <laughs> Welcome to the Frederick Howard Stock Company Studios. This is a tight tip production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. All right, so we're going to start with some cricket news that's been going on. Um, so we're going to lead off with a just the story that keeps on giving of Justin Langer. So my headline <laughs> for this part of the agenda was WA Liberal Party goes mad. So the word is that the WA lives, um, and so for those who don't live in Australia, the Liberal Party is one of the two major parties in Australia. Um, the Liberals who are being popping a blasting at federal and state level pretty much everywhere they go at the moment, uh, the WA ones are getting flogged by Kim Jong McGowan over in uh, the west of our country. And there's word they want to get Justin Langer on board to try and uh, turn the tide where I think McGowan's got, what is it, like 96% approval or has like yeah. and I think the, or something. So he, he took whatever on he COVID single-handedly in one. Yeah. So why yeah, we took on like? the rest of the world. Took yeah. on Mars even. That's yeah. it, Lord. So it's a galactic warrior, Kim Jong-McGowan. Um, <laughs> and I think that the Liberal Party has something like, some ridiculous number, like two seats at the state parliament. Yeah, something like that, something, yeah. like, something minuscule. Like they mm. went from, you know, nearly parody, like every other sort of two-party sort of yeah. democracy system, yeah. absolutely getting murdered. Uh, just for our internationalists, that's a capital L Liberal Party and they are the Conservatives. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Unless you thought they were, you know, can legalise weed and have <laughs> rainbow serpent festivals every second week. The exact opposite. Did the All previous are bad, keep them out. That mm. sort of policy line. Mm. Yeah. Did, did the previous leader get done sandpapering something? Is that why they called yeah. Justin Langer? <laughs> just got to just change their image and get them back to the roots of politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah elite, elite mateship in politics. Yeah. <laughs> Smile with us. Vote for us. Mm. Smile with us. <laughs> oh. The good thing is we know that we know that Justin Langer loves being challenged. He oh loves yeah, being, <laughs> loves it. He's make a really good he politician. Loves yeah. I, I love Bilex. <laughs> oh, I Jesus. love to debate things live on television. Oh, oh imagine his televised debate. Fuck oh. Yeah, my mates yeah. <laughs> are Australian <laughs> cricket. They are, are the Australian politics. Party. They are Australian <laughs> politics. <laughs> my mates. Oh, yeah, acting does, chairman. 
<laughs> yeah, acting speaker, acting, acting premier, acting mediator of this acting <laughs> debate. Uh, this one acting thing mediator that, provided by Channel Seven. Yes. Yeah. One thing the last few days have proven, but is that any photo that gets taken of Justin Langer, he has got crazy fucking eyes. The oh man, yeah. I said this last episode, and I had one of our um, listeners call me out on it at footy, but I stand by this. The man is fucking insane. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. <laughs> He's got madman eyes. He's yeah, fucking good. insane. Yeah, absolutely. 100% certified. Yeah. He's even, like, and he's such a getting around doing everything. He's just everywhere at the minute, Justin. Yeah. Like, I get on Twitter or someone shows me a feed on Twitter saying he's going to save the WA Liberals. Two days later, he's got an MND beanie on. Yeah. And he's going down the ice slide dressed as Rocky. Yeah. What's going on? What a choice! Like too. one of those degrade celebrities, you just can't get him to fuck off. <laughs> like they just turn up everywhere. I'm sure tomorrow I read the paper and he'll be reading the the weather on Channel Nine. Nah, so like, fuck off! You know it's next story, Roscoe. I'm a celebrity. Get me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's or, next story? He will be in the jungle in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. What I reckon is going to happen? They're going to have to rename that show, though. It's like mm. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I am with Justin Langer. Yeah. <laughs> I was delivering, get me the fuck away from Justin Langer. <laughs> now, and I did hear... Day, everyone's going to be sick of him. I did hear oh. Justin Langer had a few stipulations about joining the Liberal Party if he was to go in and be put on oh. the front bench. He wanted the front bench to be changed to a front mini-fridge. <laughs> 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 just a row of eight mini-fridges just there behind the big seat. That's great. <laughs> and he wanted this... Speaker's name to be changed to acting chairman so we can address all these comments <laughs> through the acting chairman. Yes, Mr. Acting Chairman. <laughs> I take notice of what the Labour Party have said there, but Mr. Acting Chairman, I disagree. Mr. Acting chairman. Uh, yeah, it is good to have mates. <laughs> <laughs> Who would vote for him? All his mates. Uh, <laughs> it, might, it might get in. Over there, you, oh, you <laughs> fucking wouldn't put a pass. Western Australia, you know, it's a sporting star yeah. and stuff you like get, that. You, you get, get a few on, votes. You get on a ticket with DK and um, Ben Cousins, <laughs> get Ben Cousins involved, ben even Cousins. fucking Langer, <laughs> Big Joe Angel, just yeah. on the ticket as well. <laughs> Any one of his mates that still talks to him, just get one of them on his ticket. Yeah. Oh, I need to find out the makeup. He could of... become a senator. I reckon that's his go. Unrepresentative swill. So oh, yeah. Right in. Yeah. <laughs> Senator uh, Justin Langer. Remember for where I was? I can imagine him not really following the parliamentary rules and norms, you know, not, not playing by the rule because, you know, he's a he's a challenger. He challenges people. <laughs> he's just like, conventions, what do you mean? Oh, I'm a rule breaker. I'm a renegade. I'm Justin Langer. <laughs> He'll rock up to his first day with his fucking baggy green on. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll have a net inside Parliament. <laughs> I reckon Nick, his maiden's speech to Parliament at whatever level, he'd be there with his big Fuck yeah, if it's in, yes. Could... The old shitty one too, not a nice So one. he'll um, obviously acknowledge oh. the traditional custodians of the land and then he'll sing underneath the Southern Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Once he's been there for 100 days the bat and fucking oh goodness and barely when he hits the 
left. He just barely acknowledges the handshakes the opposition leader, just a quick when, handshake. When he's in parliament and they're having question time and he drops a zinger on something, he'll go up and glove punches. <laughs> so <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Oh, buddy! Yeah. I might have three. He might boost the numbers. The uh, two incumbents and him. Just stand there sledging while the other guys talking as well. Yeah, me, Mr. Acting Chairman. <laughs> you just dropped the talking time. <laughs> oh God! Fuck him! He'll go flick, flick the bales off and no one's watching. And the guy got. Severely overexposed Justin Langer in the last six months. Oh, it's fun nuts, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's just a fucking coach of a sporting team. Just does he, does he fall into like the category like, you know, they're oh. going to get readers, they're going to get viewers, oh, eyeballs on it. Like, you know, Michael Clark was everywhere when he finished, you know, those sort of characters that oh, you know, they leave the had... game, but they're. People were going to either hate him or love him, so then therefore in people were sort of... Fading, he's probably the lowest profile of the yeah. folks who all played 100 tests. Like, all the others had bigger profile. Even like Glenn McGrath, who's fairly anonymous, would be better known than Yeah, him, well, he's too busy yeah. shooting wild animals, That's defenseless it. animals in Africa. Yeah, in so, Africa, yeah. mainly, yeah. 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 Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to shoot himself. Slightly different opinion on that one, Mick. <laughs> you know. Hey, someone's going to go. Oh, you know that fucking giraffe bought a dog. You don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> An evil giraffe. Yeah. yeah. Break, break into the fucking night, bought a dog, dog and fucking uh. trolled off. You don't know. It's could have been the best could, over there. Could have been the giraffe equivalent of Pol Pot. We don't know. The best giraffe stag dog. So. Yeah. Could have been could have been giraffe people mixed and it just had bad intentions. Like fucking mm. who knows? Sing a song. Yeah. Speaking of boats going out and getting stuck in their defenseless animals, where's ACAR's moved up to the top end and bought a fishing rod, apparently? So oh, yeah, fuck a what a story. Rod. What this a story, is like yeah. this is a process. You can talk about this because oh. you put this bullshit in our fucking thing to talk about. So <laughs> here we go, Mr. Slater. Yep. Yeah. One of the um articles that I put in our um, feed last time, which we did mention briefly, was that the center of excellence is probably going to get yeah uh, reformed or rechanged. It's what it does. And the other, the second part of that article was that the CA digital arm might disappear. And after reading that Wes Agar article, I the soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good long draw up, good setup. Oh, good you guys are fucked. Is that Aaron Ramsey? Is that the folks' name? Yeah, I don't know. Who writes this? Is Talk me through the story because I obviously didn't oh, read it in a group uh, chat. He came back from the West Indies in July because no one else went and he went and he played okay. So he thought he was in for the um, summer. Yep. playing, you know, white ball cricket for Australia, but then he realised that they hadn't sent the best eight bowlers to the Caribbean, so he fell down the pecking order. But then the curse of all fast bowlers, he had to do two weeks quarantine. Oh, Guess what happens? Oh, Did hot spot. No, no. Did himself, got a four centimetre tear in his quad. Oh, yeah. why doesn't quarantine or do that to you? How? One of the strangest wanking injuries I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you try a European backhand. Right? <laughs> it's a difficult move. Everyone knows you've got to stretch before you do that. Maybe you've got to stretch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all he had in his room was an exercise bike. So you figure out how he did force him to tear his quad on a low-impact exercise bike, I would have thought. Anyway, he did manage to do it. 
And uh, because he was then seeing himself as a senior bowler in the South Australian fast bowling pack, um, yeah, cartel. <laughs> he um, he pushed himself a bit too hard to come back too early, and so yeah. it was just constant niggles and re-injury. And and I, and I think that actually explains why he adopted that uh, running up and down the spot running style because he was trying to protect the four centimeter tear in his quadricep. So very good, our good good friend um, Dr. Maud. Who's always all over all medical issues <laughs> was right onto that with expert Agar on his, side strains. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a side strain specialist. That's his area of expertise. Yep. He, did a, he did a PhD in um, side strains. In intercostal PhD. Yeah. Yep. Speaks, <laughs> speaks worldwide. Uh, That's well. it. Goes to many foreign conferences, yep. um, <laughs> mostly in Phuket and that's Southeast Asia. Anyway. <laughs> um, he had picked up, Dr. Maud, that um, Wes Agar was running up and down on the spot as he ran into bowl and wasn't uh, producing his usual venom compared to the previous BBL season. So he might have been onto something. He got a fish drop. Which, which fish pains me to say, yeah, but I'll say that. So there you go. Anyway, then uh, he's gone up to play um, NT Strike League or something or other. Uh, I think a lot of these uh, young bucks who um, want to get in the Australian team, there's a place, a country... Um, that they play cricket in our winter. It's called England. And there's almost unlimited opportunities to play at any level you want over there. Maybe it won't be first-class level, maybe it'll be league cricket, which is a bit like playing premier cricket here in uh, the capital cities. But you could get a gig there and you play all the time. And you come back a better cricketer. But anyway, yeah, but he might have a fishing rod over there. Yeah. Yeah. And he might come back fish. 70 you kilos heavier like Shane Warne did when he went over <laughs> playing <laughs> league cricket. <laughs> They don't have fish over there, so that's a good point. Yeah. That's why but I never just chips. You know, couldn't afford to put on that much weight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there he is playing strike league for some team called the um, Voltage Power Outage. Yeah, team. fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. What a name. Mm-hmm. Good team. They wear bright orange and blue. Bullshit in T Twenty cricket. Fuck. Yeah. Bright colours, colours. outrageous colours. You got to knock me down with a feather. But, yeah. White balls. White yeah. balls. White well, speed. Unheard of. Speaking of white balls, the ICC chairman made a dick of himself during the fucking week. So uh, ICC chairman Greg Barclay, who is a big, fat, white man with big, fat, white balls, I assume, has cast doubt <laughs> over the... Uh, I've got a feeling they're blue balls, Mick, just to be honest. Has cast doubt over the future of women's test cricket. Barclay told the BBC he couldn't see test cricket being a part of the women's landscape moving forward. He then went on in practically the next breath to talk about how important men's test cricket is and the history of men's test cricket. So um, this led to uh, former Australian test uh, captain Rayleigh Thompson to demand basically that the governance of the women's game be taken away from the ICC and fuckwits like Greg and be handed over to people who are actually passionate about the women's game and who actually do want to see it. Um, develop and move forward and have like more test cricket played and stuff like that. So um, I'm not sure who this bloke is. This is the first I've heard of him, but he's clearly just read the room, mate. Like fucking hell. Like just dumb. Like even like why sports administrators always so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's, it was a very it, strange interview he did on the BBC. Not only did he uh, bash down the women's game like that, he also said test cricket, there'll be less test cricket in the future. A lot of people look towards the ICC to provide some sort of structure and not just sway in the breeze of what um, boards or independent people with a whole lot of money um, want to do. They're meant to be 
you know, sort of a neutral uh, organization. And if you're just going to, I know the T20 and IPL generates of what is it, a third of all money into cricket. Mm. And so, fair enough, it's not going away, it's not going anywhere. But, you know, wanting the ICC to structure things like, you know, set out things like the Futures Tour program, which is a good thing that they do run, um, and be perhaps, like we've said, a bit more clear on, okay, you're going on a tour, it's got to be three tests, three ODIs and three yeah. T20s, yep. something like that, so that every every um, test-playing nation is the same. They've done good things with the Super League, the ODI Super League, which we see has got the 13 teams. Netherlands are playing heaps of games. They've just had a series against the West Indies. They've got one against England coming up. Then they've got um, New Zealand a little bit later. They wouldn't be playing these games if ones for the ODI Super League, and that's an ICC-created um, um, structure. So there's positives that they're doing. So just... The, the thing I think a lot of cricket fans would like to see is the boards of the individual nations have less say and the ICC take more responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, but he was he was like going the other yeah. way. So, mate, just just tell them you're gonna okay, you got a six-week window and you've got to have three tests, three ODIs, and three T20s. Tour matches are gone. No, there's not ever gonna be a tour match again, basically. So that's fine. So then there's there's the time to play those three, three formats, three of each done and then you've got to do six weeks in the next country and just you know get the futures tour program it's fine but get a bit more rigor into it so we actually get that consistency i agree yep. you know what gets up my goat is the people in power <laughs> <Pink> cans of, <laughs> um, people in power like always complaining that like oh the test cricket's dying test cricket's dying well it's been dying since i've been alive apparently yeah. when's it gonna fucking die it's not gonna die call your jets like you know oh we have to change the game or do something with it or you know we can't possibly play test cricket if we're a female because no one will come and watch it and it's not interesting because every all the kids like bbl and all the kids like t20 i just don't see it no. I don't see Test cricket die. Maybe it's just from an Australian perspective because it's reasonably big here. I don't know, but I don't know. I think Test cricket's more exciting than it's ever been, and I don't think because yeah, too much. Rates are up yeah, and stuff like that. And they haven't changed any, any rules other than doing and... a day and night. That's it, right? Like it's all been pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just don't understand. Lots of old men commentators say it all the time as well. You know, this is yeah, narrative yeah. around that kids don't want to watch Test cricket. And I just don't see it. I don't know. I, I can understand that it's not popular with everyone. It's a, it's a long-form sport. I, I don't sit down and watch a golf tournament, but some people do. It goes yeah. for four days. That's fine. It doesn't appeal to everyone, but there's an, it appeals to enough people, and it's constantly getting more people in. It's not like everyone who watches Test cricket is over 60 or over 40. Yeah, that's right. There yeah. are people in different age brackets who watch it. <clears throat> um, I completely agree with all that, Gil. It's just... Like it just—it's just—it's not what you want from a leader of a sport. Oh, this this one's on the downturn. It's like, come on, mate, talk up. What's what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Talking negative. What are you going to do as chairman of the ICC? What's the fresh ideas you're going to bring? How are you going to make the sport better? Fucking sport. Not not talk down one of the formats. But the thing about it, dude. Like, oh if any format is dying, it's fucking ODI. Cricket. ODIs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like ODI cricket means. Thanks to T20 cricket, means less now than it's ever fucking meant. Yeah, like, like England can hang their hat on winning the World Cup, but the reality of it is that, like, it doesn't. It only means something in that tournament. It only means something when it gets yeah. to the end, and it only means something to the nation that wins it. Like, I can't. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't imagine like 
New Zealand was sitting down going, oh, fuck, you know, we missed out on that World Cup. Let's fucking burn the fucking stadiums down. Like, it, mm. like it, ODI cricket is what T20 cricket's, like, really hurt. Like, yeah. like you said, Roscoe, with Chester, like, scoring rates are up. David Warner is going to go down as one of the great test opening batsmen statistically, whether you like yeah. him or not. That's a fucking bloke who 20 years ago would never got anywhere near fucking test cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And now, like, he almost is the prototype. Like, nearly every team has an opener or someone. And I know Haydos was a bit more attacking before Warner as well, but Warner took it to a whole nother level as an opening bat. And you've got, like, you've had him in in sides for the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. And that's T20. T20 cricket's really amped that up. Like... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a bizarre one saying about no future for tests in women's cricket because in the time that I've been watching women's cricket, which isn't very long, there's been more tests played. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's coming from a very low base. and I'm not talking about a long time frame, I'm talking maybe over the last, you know, since we've done the podcast, basically, seven yeah. years. That, you know, there'd be one test played. It was, and it's been a slow build, but they've played two test matches last summer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the last time before that they would have played two tests in a home summer. Uh, there's there's work you could do there. That um, I think it was Alex Blackwell had a tweet saying, "We'll get the top four five nations um, of women's cricket and make their series the multi-format series with the tests in each of them." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like Ashes series because they've they've kept the test all the way through. Ashes series should have two tests yeah. in the women's mm. yeah. Ashes. There's, they play four days, Thursday to Friday, Thursday to Sunday. Uh, there's no reason they couldn't. It just adds one more week to the schedule. And it's not like, I'm not being mean, but it's not like the women cricketers are rushing to get to their next tour. They yeah. Add another yeah. week on to a, an Ashes series. Mm. I, don't see, you know, I know there's a cost associated with that, but one more week, one more ground. You know, mm. you could play the three ODIs and the three T20s. Which seems to be the way that men's crew is going as well. Play the three T20s at one ground. Yeah. Play the three ODIs at one ground, and that I think that would reduce travel costs and whatever else. Um, yeah. Is that and really an issue? Travel I, costs. I don't know. I feel it, like we're past that. Doesn't the ICC yeah. have enough money to cover? Oh, yeah. They should well, be covering travel I think for everyone. The thing that I just did see, not to get too far off topic, was the broadcast setup. Now, I don't, you know, I know that's all covered off, but I would think the broadcasters must love when they see a schedule that says three ODIs at one venue. Yeah. They don't have to transport all their shit around. Like, I mean, it's their job and whatever, but they must just be like, yes. Imagine they're big fans of setting up at wherever for three ODIs in five days and not having to pack all their shit. Yeah, yeah. Not that that should dictate what we do. Oh, well, women's but, part, part of it. But. Oh, broadcast yeah, for dollars sure. massive. Well, that makes yeah. sense, though. Like, I don't know, whatever, yeah. they're leeches on the game of cricket, oh. but they provide, <laughs> yes. a ser- they provide a service that, you know, yeah. it ma- makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't know. Drive so four I think, trucks. I did agree with that. I was court. thinking, you know, Australia, India, England, South Africa potentially for tests, and New Zealand. New Zealand seemed very reluctant or, or just haven't had many women's tests scheduled of recent years but those those five countries playing tests against each other would be a good starting point for women's yeah. cricket mm-hmm. and just play one as i said play one he did have i think he mentioned this or if he didn't maybe i thought of it <laughs> if you're just playing tests in women's cricket at international level that's a bit odd where's the yeah. first class game to um uh, you know develop the skills 
because uh, if they're playing four-day tests, then you can have a first-class game go for three days. Then I'll be looking at thinking, well, where's the three-day first-class games in Australia? Yeah, yeah. and that's a and fair point. talked about wanting them, the mm. Australian cricketers, female cricketers, they've wanted them. Yeah, just start off with something small like, you know, three games each mm. and a final or something like that and um, yeah, get that up and running. Because if you want to play two tests a summer or even three tests in Australian summer, you need to be playing some three-day yeah, and that's a fair point games. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah at least at a state level, play yeah. like yeah. even if level, it's just but... three, three or four. Yeah. yeah. So what you've heard, listeners, is that um, when uh, Rayleigh Thompson gets in charge, you've heard the four people who are going to be in charge of governance of the women's game. We've got a plan. We're like we're ready to go. Yeah. They just got to let mm-hmm. us. They just got to point us at the issue and just fire, and in we go and fix it all up. Our way, Mick, and just let yeah, us go to work. We're positive about all formats of the game. We just yeah. need the right structure. Yeah, yeah. the benefit. No, no. Mm. Not all, not all, uh, not all <laughs> oh, yeah. things of the game. Yes, you like and, domestic T20. T20Is could fuck off. And, as, <laughs> and, and in a great segue, David, we're going to talk about, yes, Alex, before I segue. I just wanted to say we're, we're hugely um, qualified as being for white oh, men yeah. to do it too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, if, anyone, like, if anyone big... can run women's sport, it's all it's four white men. men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a better job than the big. Big guy from NZ. Oh, <laughs> one big white guy. Glad you derailed yeah. that awesome segue for that white yeah. bullshit, Alex. So, man. Yeah. Oh. So, so thanks for that, Alex. PC and, police over here. And speaking of T20 eyes, we're going to talk about oh, Australia's oh, tour of Sri Lanka. It's the, the PC PC. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to talk over your shitty joke. So Australia in Sri Lanka at the moment, as we know, playing some T20. Oh, they just finished playing a T20 eyes series against the Sri Lankans. So, um, Match one was about a week ago. So Aussies uh, won the toss and bowl. Uh, they rolled Sri Lanka for 128. Not enough. Uh, yeah, not at all. Noni got four for 16 off his four overs. He and Big Mitch Stark would take three for 26 as he busted a finger. Big Mitchy Stark did. Six mm. stitches. Yeah, mm. fucking hell. Yeah, fucking. And it wasn't even split webbing, was it? It was on his nah. finger. But yeah, I think it was like I think that finger, new scene yeah. was just so fucking sharp when he bowled his, it. Just his I, spike. Yeah, so as he's followed through, he's hit his spike on the oh, bottom. Really? Oh shit! Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's uh yeah that's nasty. It's fucking unlucky, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I remember I got cut across the throat once Oof. by by the seam of a bouncer as a, a brand new ball <laughs> as I rocked back out of the way. Slut, and it was close enough it to put a mark on my throat. Jesus. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't wearing a lid either, so it's fucking lucky he wasn't hired to smash me in the fucking head. But, yeah. <laughs> and that that bloke was sharp. I should have been wearing a lid between you and me. But, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, all righty. So, Australia would chase that 14 uh, overs. Uh, no wickets down. They would get none for 134. Uh, Dave Warner would get 70. And Finchie would get 61. Um, obviously. Trump, Trump. No Sri Lankans took any wickets. That's why I was no wickets down. Um, so Aussies win by 10 wickets. Unsurprisingly, Big Noni was man of the match in that particular game. Um, so second T20I uh, was a couple of days later. Once again, Finchie won the toss and sent the Sri Lankans in. Uh, they would get rolled again for in the 120s. They get rolled for 120. They wouldn't get rolled though. They'd make nine for 124. Didn't lose all their wickets chasing runs. That's poor. Um, it was uh, 
Ash Lanka with 39. I think he top scored with 38 in the previous game as well. So he's a New Zealand legend if he keeps batting like that. <laughs> um, so best of the bowlers uh, for the Aussies was Cole Drip. Kane Richardson would take four for 30. And Ginsman, Jahai Richardson would get three for 26. Um, Aussies would struggle. They would get seven for 126 to just limp past in the at the end of the eighth. Uh, sorry, at the end of yeah, at the end of the 18th over. Uh, Wadey would get 26 not out to top score, and Finchie would get 24 of 13 balls. Chomp, chomp. Yeah, it was Hasaranga with four for 33. He reminds me of a lot of blokes I play park cricket against who just gets very excited with his own work. And does all kinds of crazy celebrations that make no sense. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a K. I was watching. This doesn't apply to this match, but I was watching the KO mini of last night's ODI, which we'll talk about in a second. And he basically like it's like he's doing the Macarena. He put like his arms crossed against his chest, <laughs> then put his hands both up and did like the hang loose, like hang ten, like symbol. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Just into mindfulness mix. Greeting the sun. Uh, So the Aussies were three wickets, but as we know, under the Karenti system, it was actually two wickets because they didn't take all the Sri Lankan wickets. (laughs) Matty Wade on Crick Info for his 26 not out was man of the match. It's Steve Payne Richardson with your four for 30. 26! Crick Info (laughs) had him man of the match. Kane Richardson took four for and... But but Wadey's uh, run a ball twenty six. <laughs> 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 All right. It had to come by a good run of ball innings in the old team. I got a feeling that they were in in um Kriginbo's defense. From what I read online, Australia had shat the bed and Wadey kind of dug him out of the hole. Uh, okay. yeah, I think that's true, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh so we had the third T twenty I um I think it was Sunday night, maybe Australian time. Um so the Aussies would win the toss and bat first, just to change it up a little bit. They would make uh, they would get five for one seventy six. Uh, Dave Warner get thirty nine. Stoinis Stoinkloff would get thirty eight. Once again, it was Hasaranga with some wickets. He got one for thirty three. So not wickets, wicket even. Um, and another bloke got two <laughs> for and I can't pronounce his name, so we're going to leave that alone. Um, so the Sri Lankans would chase it down with a ball to spare. They would Dogs. get six. For 177, uh, Dashan Shanaka would get 54. The Dashan 120 wide. And the and, uh, and Patham Nissen uh, <laughs> Pathfinder would get 27. <laughs> um, so Stoyers would get two for eight. And oh, uh, Noni would get two for 25. Uh, Schlankers would win by four wickets. But as we know, actually lost by a wicket. Because five Australian <laughs> wickets. And the Aussies six. So Schlanker wow. lost by a wicket. It's still one. Um, clean sweep. Somehow they won. They, they got more runs. So they lost by a week. Um, and Australia shut the bed bowling at the death too. Just some absolute shit sent down. <laughs> See that oh, fucking oh. wide? It was a Cambridge and bowled it. Nearly, yeah. nearly, missed the fuck, nearly missed the cut stuff. It was that fucking It's wide. like you meant to bowl York. It's not half folly outside. Oh. Just to get <laughs> carted over cover. Like no one on the deep. Just, oh. Yeah. yeah so Datsun 180B Shanker was man of the match. 
Aaron Finch on Crick Info was the man of the series. Well done, Finchy. On your Finchy, chomp, yeah. chomp. Didn't you win any man fucker. of the matches, but won the man of the series. I think he, I think he scored the most runs out of everyone. Oh, okay. yeah, come um, on. Consistency. You've got to give it to him. Oh, yeah. Everyone wanted fucking kicked out of the side fucking two weeks. He's ago, a good so. T20 player, Mickey. Yeah. Just everyone everyone wanted him out except Ronnie. Us. Ronnie wanted him in. He said he's going to be in these two sides. The important people. Us. He'll retire after the World Cup and everyone will just, oh, absolutely. Everyone will just leave it alone. So now, I fine. mentioned this during the week and he will balloon out too when he retires. Oh, and so he should. <laughs> he's, near, he's barely holding on at the yeah. moment. I I think say, like, he talked like he hasn't already started, but anyway. Mm. Oh, um, but like, you know, yeah. he's still sort of, you know, athlete, yeah, he's, you know, he's he, fit fat. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know. the, he's the quickest fat bloke between the wickets I've ever seen. As a fat bloke, he does not run well. <laughs> Inchy is a superstar fat yeah, yeah, he does mm. everything fine. So, you yeah. know, the, his weight or whatever is not an issue. He's, he's, he's got a bad knee, doesn't he? So I can't imagine he's oh, doing a lot of There is something like that. He can't do a lot of running. Stuff, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's obviously... Like me, I got KFC elbow. I just can't fucking, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, all right. Also, what's been... At, also, that tour is involving some ODIs, the dead format we've been talking about. So they played an ODI uh, last night as we record this, or early this morning even. Um, so uh, Sri Lanka would get uh, seven for 300 off their 50 overs. And a bit of rain would get about, which would alter the result. But uh, it was Mendes who would get 86 not out. And once again, the Nissan Pathfinder would get 56. Um, Ashnega get two for 49 off his 10. And Marnus would take two for 19 off three. I was very critical when I was mm. watching this to myself alone. I was like, why the fuck is Marnus bowling so much in the last 10 yeah. overs? Hey, he did a good job. Yes, he did. And I was like, it's bullshit. But, yeah, a couple of ranked full bungers. Yeah, out bowl, wickets, but who cares? Who cares? That's fine. I was, I was pleased to see it, Alex, because I feel too often Australia, which happens a lot in ODI cricket, they go too much down the formula. Yeah. In, these blokes have to bowl. At this over, this guy's mm. going to come back on. It was great to see Manus bowling a bit of part-time leg spin in the 43rd over, I thought. Just shows a bit of flexibility. Yes, David. When Clough did his side. Oh, did I think he? the story only bowled one over or something like that. Oh, okay. One over for three, and then yeah, he's done a he's done a Mords. Oh, yes. Dr. Mords. Mm-hmm. So, so did Dr. Mord on the case. Astronega did a Maud in the same game. Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, he got but injured. I didn't realize yeah. Stone Clough injured as well. Yeah, walking um, wounded. Smudger was cramping up something chronic in his hammy too. He had to get um Kerry Salt to tally. do the old stop your hammy cramping stretch thing. Oh, okay. toes back. And he was hobbling around half the day. Yeah, he's so falling like flies. And, um, Kanye Richardson's done a hammy. He's yeah. gone. It might mean Big Scotty Bowling gets to play, so I'm all for it. Oh, well, I, I think he's injured. The fucking I, th- we need I the think he's injured already, play. Mick. I think what? he's come home, hasn't he, Bowler? No, he was fucking giving high fives on the KO Mini this morning. I can oh, he was the big fan. Yeah, he's in the Sorry. bench giving high fives after they won. And they oh, won. So I'm going to tell you how they won. So under Duckworth Lewis, they didn't have to chase 300. They had to chase 282. Okay. So they did that. So they chased it eight wickets down. Glenn Maxwell was given out to one of the worst fucking LB decisions I've ever seen. <laughs> they got turned over and he would make 80 not out. Old mate 
he's um he's been out here before as well. He's uh, I think he's he's Sri Lankan umpire and Indian umpire. Uh, not my man Kumar Damasena. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrible. Yeah. He was giving LBWs out like he wanted to go home early. That was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I've never seen so many spinners get LBWs in my entire life. Pew 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 pew. One for you. One for you. One for you. Uh, I reckon. Then oh, one gets an LB. He oh. came back to Australia. Maybe it was against yeah, the Indian series. Yeah, and he, yeah. I reckon he went like eight dismissals in a row yeah. where he oh. got an overturn. Like yeah. It was and just, it's was out, he... not out, out. Was he? Yeah, we got, he's got sore arms from crossing himself. Yeah. Is he the one who Bastard. was going around for a big trot out at square leg at one stage? Most likely. Uh, maybe. Uh, Mick, yeah. maybe. Maybe he did have to get somewhere. The rain delay might have, you know, pushed yeah, the finish true. to him out. He's like, but, um, this. I'm not Yeah, Maxwell's one. Like, in fairness, like, it was ter- some of these were turning fucking wild. But Maxwell's one lands on probably middle. Turns, hits him outside fucking leg, and old mate just goes, pow, fucking straight up. <laughs> See you later. But uh, they managed to hit two sixes to win the game too, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, nice. That was good old fashioned Maxwell show. He does this once a series. They might as well drop him now because he's well, once a series. I was going to say um, once every five yeah. series. But okay, oh, he gets good. a good run out a series yeah. too. So you got to leave him on until he gets a run out. <laughs> good so, yeah. David. Yeah. Tailender on Nort. <laughs> he came in him requiring. <laughs> 93 to win and got yeah, 80 of them. I got 80. Jesus, mm. <laughs> wow. unreal. So um, for, for those of you playing at home as well, if you haven't watched it and you've got KO or you've you got the internet, go find the highlights <laughs> and watch, watch Steve Smith go fucking out. And if you have not seen 15 blokes go out and park figure like that in your life, you're a fucking liar. It was a half-track leg spinner. He tried to hit out of the ground and bowled him halfway up fucking middle. It was one of the worst dismissals I have ever fucking seen. It was so good. It was so bad. It was, And he was on 50 when this happened. <laughs> early, like, not seen it. He was out there. He'd face 10 overs. He'd face 60 balls and went, oh, I can't really pick this half-fucking-tracker. Bang. See you later, Steve. Lost his, uh, go. He lost uh, his hands for one ball. Oh, <laughs> and didn't know where to find it. No. Uh, it's been a series of stupid dismissals because oh. the Aussies had one where Stoyner's got an LBW overturned and then yes, come down yes. the wicket, missed the ball by about 18 foot. Next ball, he got, he got, he, he got overturned the very next ball. He ran yeah. straight past a wide one and went, oh, well. Yeah. He shrugged his shoulders and walked off. Oh, it was gold dust. He's <laughs> 10 minutes trying to work out whether he's out LBW yeah. in the very next ball. <laughs> safe to say he made him pay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no one yelled that out from the sideline, so we didn't know he oh, had that. That was the problem. Him. No one told him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Mick, this, although you were saying earlier, ODIs is a dead format. I think this is your most animated ODI <laughs> oh, report was, of all time. This was committing gold. <laughs> it really fucking was. Um, so it was uh, Hasaranga would get four for 58 off nine overs, and the debuting Dennis Wallage would get two for 49 off his seven. He was turning it a mile, but did he cop some fucking stick from Maxwell? <laughs> Maxwell gave it to him. That's what actually really helped Maxwell on this team. Everyone knows he does not mind facing a spinner with no helmet on, and he took great joy in building the Sri Lanka. Pretty good on, on slow decks, spin, yeah. slow spinning decks too, Maxwell. Seems to do all right in the IPL a fair bit, and every time we go to Asia. Yeah. Mm. Now, Mick, do you know how many ODIs there are in this series? Uh, I'm assuming three. No. There's five. Five. Oh, well, we. Caravan of cricket. Well, four um, more. Four more comedic performances. That's oh, it. Um, and do, would you know across how many days they're being played? 
Uh, oh, five ODIs eight. will be across six days. 14. No. According to this article I'm reading, the, the five games of the ODI series are being played across just 11 days. Wow. Just, just. No wonder 11. all our bowls are fucking breaking down. You can't yeah. put oh. that load on well, it. Here's a quote. Andrew McDonald said it was unlikely any of the Aussie pacemen would line up in all five games, given those short, It's quote, it's going to be tough with the short turnarounds, uh-huh. McDonald said. I thought he was going to say it's going to be mm. tough with their pea-sized fucking hearts. <laughs> quote, even if there wasn't a test series on the back of it, It'd still be very difficult to go through those five games being so close together. End quote. All yeah. I can say, Ross, as a mm. former tearaway quick, I just think like, I used to bowl 40 overs of 130k fucking in swingers and just come back the next week and bowl another 40. They're just not good enough, mate. I was wondering what um what McDonald's considers to be a short turnaround or close together and what his ideal one would be. Maybe play one on Saturday, then the next one the following Saturday. Is that what he's hoping Cricket. Well, yeah. I've got some news for Ronnie McDonald. Some of them might have to turn up in all five of the fucking games because there's not many bowlers left. Yeah, you wanna, no. I've got an injury list here for you if you like, Nick. Yes, let's do it. June 4, Abbott breaks a finger. June 7, Stark slices his finger open on his bowling spike. June 8, Mitch Marsh pings a calf. June 11, Cold Drip does a hammy. Both on June 14, Agar and Stoin do a maud. So that's six people oh, who would bowl for us in one day cricket. Out. Have they have they been in quarantine? Is that what's happened to them? Oh, maybe. Or exercise bike injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I think Abbott broke his finger knocking on a coffee table as he walked past oh, in quarantine. So. Right. I thought he might have been knocking in the bat and just missed the bat. Well, he might have been going a bit out of the Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> That's going real fucking hard. Four ODIs left. I'm hearing that this now means that by the end of this series, Scotty Bolton will have 40 wickets. Yeah, and a four man of the match, ODI yes. man of the match. Man I mean. of the series with forty wickets, bowled forty overs exactly. Yeah, taking one wicket every over. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. you got to do, Perfect. mate. Just take a wicket every over. It's all you got to do. It's not that cricket's hard. not hard. No, nah. no, it's not a hard game. Just win. Yeah, just just be better than the opposition. Make more runs than the oppo. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. Simple and even game. If you take more wickets, you still win. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you've lost, Even unless you're on you... the Carenti method, then you lose. If yeah. you don't, don't take more wickets, it's just it's it's not it's not a perfect system, but it's a system, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like the Duckworth Lewis, not perfect, but it's, it's our system. Only Duckworth was a fuckwit. Lewis was. No, a Lewis is all right. Ripping bloke. <laughs> yeah, ripping lad. Good egg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great egg. All righty. So speaking of tours that involve Australia eggs. Oh. Um, and eggs. Yeah. So South Africa uh, meant to be touring Australia in January, but there is mm. talk that the one-day games between the Aussies and the Sappers could be cancelled if they cannot be rescheduled because the organisers oh, no. the touring team's domestic T20 tournament refuses to allow players to remain in Sydney, in Australia following the Sydney test. So the domestic competition in South Africa, apparently as, as well as the UAE T20 League, 
Um, I've got a lot of backing out of India. So the BCCI are basically throwing money into other comps to build them up and using that now to fuck up international comps uh, all over the world. Not just, nice. uh for their little IPL section of the world. Right. So, um, yeah, so apparently that's going to, yeah, so the South Africans are basically just going, this is where the money is. If you don't do what we want, we're just not going to fucking play there. Imagine not playing for your country because you could be playing Ram Slam or whatever the yeah. fuck they call it these days. <laughs> yeah, it's, their, um, it's their third attempt to get it off the ground. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's fair enough. I mean, we talked about ODIs being dead format, so mm. just slot them in some other time. It's fine. The reality like straight, they could come they've generally lost their test status, so just fucking get rid of them. They can play yeah. the fucking domestic um, D20s as they want. Tell they them can fuck off. Slam as many rams as they want That's once it. they're they out of the Australia, Australia should just uh, jet over now at the end of the Sri Lanka tour and just knock off three ODIs against the Just go over there, fucking beat the shit out of them, fucking go home. <laughs> fucking come home. Well, fucking oath. We've got time. We're playing five games in 11 days. We can slit it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in between. Get a couple of well, that's more, a, yeah. Just that's a good point. Over <laughs> at least five <laughs> days spare in between. Yeah. Yeah. Grab, yeah. The, yeah. grab the red yeah. eye. Straight yeah. after. Go over to Colombo, boys. We'll knock these out. South <laughs> <laughs> Africa uh, in India at the moment playing oh. T20 on. Oh, perfect. Neutral venue. Just no. come on down, boys. We'll it's probably a two-hour flight or something. Yeah, job done. Yeah, that's the sort of scheduling we need because England now have a weekend off because they played two tests in a row against New Zealand. They've got the empty weekend before the third test next weekend. What are they doing on this weekend? They're playing three ODIs against the Netherlands in the Netherlands. Mad that's not good to. scheduling. Mad not to, really? Yeah. Is Cavasi playing? Of no. course, yeah. No. Have to be. What about Dirk Nannis? No. No. Peter Sealer is that. With no Gavosi or Nanus, Netherlands barely stand a chance. Yeah, ben Cooper's in a Bergen band. Mm. Yeah, Tim van der Gulden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Overeem, the former Dutch A1 box, kickboxer. He might fucking. Mark Overmars. Him and Josh Burkham's Butler can try and kick each other's fucking heads off. Overeem and Butler. <laughs> fucking K1 kickboxing yeah. fucking match. Edwin van der Sar's opening the bowling. Big yeah. tall unit. Yep, yeah. yeah, I had Crufts. Uh, <laughs> it's his for the. <laughs> Push some crafty singles. I think that's his go. Total total cricket, he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whatever like title of Barcelona CC. So yeah, that's it. But Dennis Burkamp at three, just ping and bombing sixes. That's what that's my. Oh yeah, yeah. Big hit, big levers. Oh, Dennis levers. Yeah, yeah, Den Den, huge. Shut up, you two. So we'll move on from talking about um, Netherlands people that don't play for the Netherlands. Um, (laughs) So we've got a bit of a short story about uh, Indian domestic cricket, which we don't touch much on the uh, Ranji Trophy here on our um, podcast. Um, And there's a reason because domestic cricket tournament. I hate Mick. It's Ranji Trophy. Yeah, is this? This better be brief. It's in the bottom three. Um, <laughs> or Elves, Mick. Oh, so, uh, we don't know so, what Ross will do. Yeah, uh, look what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's muted oh, no, himself. you muted yourself. Heaven forbid we'd have to listen to you. Can we um, so, edit um, into, like, children cheering in the background once he's done that? <laughs> so, yeah, just hang on. I did that sound up. So the um, Bengal Cricket Club in the Ranji Trophy have broken a 129-year-old First class record. They had nine batsmen make a half century in their Brandy Trophy match. So they would be seven for 773 in their first innings. 
it was a quarter final. So, you know, home final, you just got to bat, bat, bat until you get in the, you get in the final. So they were playing Jakarta in Bangalore, so good on them. So two batsmen would score centuries, and that was uh, Sudip Dahamari with top score with 186. And the other bloke got a ton too. We don't know who he is because the article didn't say. So and then the other, <laughs> other, seven, other seven other blokes would all pass 50. So uh, their innings beat a first-class record that has stood since 1893 when a touring Australian side made eight half centuries in a 843-run <laughs> innings against the combined team from Oxford and Cambridge Universities in Portsmouth. So there is word too coming out of wisdom that record may be um, abolished because they're going to take first class status off that fucking game too. I reckon if yeah. WD Grace is losing some runs, I don't think that match is going to be fucking up. Yeah, to combined stuff University Eleven <laughs> first class. But uh, I would say um, that was a win for the tradies, though, Mick. Yes, wouldn't have been any university graduates playing in that Australian. No, nah, that's exactly right. Fucking. Yeah. I guess that was one of those tour matches where the bowlers said, We're not bowling. <laughs> <laughs> the batsman said, Right. Yeah. <laughs> been batting the whole time. Uh, all righty. So, we're going to speak um, a little bit. We're going to talk a bit of international cricket. Uh, so, as Ross alluded to before, um, we're heading into a World Cup at the moment, and there's a lot of ODIs being played because they need to qualify to get in for the 2023 World Cup. So a little bit that makes this a little bit interesting at the moment is that under the current standings, which obviously, you know, there's still a lot of time to go before the World Cup does get played. But in the current standings, so it's the top eight teams in the ODI Super League, as the ICC likes to call it, they will qualify for the World Cup. Now have a listen to who these eight teams are. So on top, who at currently, if we stop right now, would be the number one seed is Bangladesh. <laughs> who have, in fairness, have played 18 games. So they've played more games than nearly everyone else. But they have won 12 of those games, so they do have the most points. In the number two spot is Afghanistan, who have won 10 of their 12 matches that they've played. In third is um, England, who have won nine of their 15 matches they've played. Uh, The team that's played the most matches in fourth, that's the West Indies. They've won eight and lost 11, but just a pure fucking massive numbers that eight wins has kept them in the top eight. Uh, Fifth is India. Um, They've won eight of their 12. Australia is sixth. They've won seven of their 12. Pakistan is seventh. They've won seven of their 13. And in eighth spot is our boys. The fucking big green machine, Ireland, who have won six of their 18 oh. games to be um, in the eighth spot. So at current, Sri Lanka is ninth. They are, um, because they've had a few penalties, they are actually, um, they've won the same amount of games as um, Ireland, but due to penalties, they are six runs behind them. Uh, New Zealand is 10th. They've only played six and one or six. So you imagine they're going to get in the eight. The Saffirs are 11th, Zimbos the 12th, and the Netherlands are Stone Motherless last in 13th of the um, ODI uh, nations. So yeah, the team there that needs to get a wriggle on, as I said, is South Africa. And yeah. the Netherlands. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they the Netherlands definitely need to get a wriggle on. The Netherlands have got three wins coming up against England, <laughs> True. So that'll be right. Uh, because... Uh, it is good to see, but most teams are sitting somewhere between 12 and 19 games, and that means New Zealand has plenty of time. But South Africa, 13 games played, four wins, 
bit unlucky. Two no results. I think there was a they played a washout against the Netherlands. Yeah, suck shit. Yeah, yeah better. And beat one them penalty earlier. point. So not doing themselves any favors, the Safs. And especially if they're not going to play against us. That's yeah, they're going to get in. Yeah, yeah. True. But when is the next? 50 over World Cup. Is it oh, next year? Or that was 2023 <laughs> in the article I read. Didn't actually yeah. say a month or anything like uh, that. See, they're either yeah. usually in May or October or March mm. or October, I reckon. So one of them. Cool. Oh, bloody cool. Could be one of but those great summers where we start the summer with a um, T20 World Cup and finish the summer with a 50 <laughs> over World Cup. Remember that Living moment? the dream. When we hadn't won the Champions Trophy and Damien Martin got us over the line. Yeah. It was like September, October. And then in April, we won the 50 over World Cup. So, so the start it's, of summer was the Champions Trophy. End of the summer was it's, um, World Cup. Yeah, October, yeah. November 2023. Okay. There, there we go. go. So was that like 15 months away? Mm, not long, really, Give in the grand scheme of things. Countdown starts now, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it's got to start true. playing some weird 11s Australia like they usually do and lead up to 50 yeah. World Cup. Start what? playing some absolute minnow people. Yeah, well, the, the flaming cricket bat relay must start soon as they get to the 500-day <laughs> My favourite is when they get a scuba guy with a flaming bat underwater to go, yeah, that's my favourite one. Yeah, that's good, that one. <laughs> oh, great. When it goes through, you know... I'm in here and they put it on a rickshaw or something like yeah. that. It's just great. Yeah. 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 Someone uses it in the nets for a <laughs> Smokes a few shots. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And they burn the stadium down. Mark from Mullen <laughs> does it in, um, <laughs> in the Oh, very good. That's a name. Burns <laughs> down the Zimbabwe Cricket Academy. <laughs> <laughs> the flaming cricket bat. When Real happy with that one, bat, Ross, are you? When, when that was a good cricket story. bat ideas go bad. It's uh, the Mike Newman um, story. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, so we're going to move on from that. So we're going to talk a little bit of international cricket. So uh, this one's been getting a lot of airplay, mainly for the reason that um, there's not much else going on at the moment. So England and New Zealand are oh, playing, we have to talk uh, about a big are playing a test series against each other. So um, <laughs> we'll touch on the highlights. So the first test happened. There was 17 wickets in one day because they're all fucking cabbages. Uh, Ross's man, uh, Cole de Grondheim, would get 42 red before he uh, would then bowl a no ball, ping a calf, and fucking Andy series. So good work. Good work, CDG. Well done. Um, can't be good at something, at least be yeah. brilliant for a short period of time. Yeah. He had the best test match. He had the worst test match. He yeah. made those first in runs save their bacon. He then got himself run out uh, for nothing. Mm. Um, often. Did, did he even face all? Is it the non-strikers and he wanted out of his crease on an LBW shirt? No, no, no. No, we can't be the non-strikers for an LBW shirt. Cause it was like no, it's the other, the other end. Though. No, he no, no. It was his LB. Oh, his LB. Out. My yeah. apologies. Yeah. And they, then, were, they were reviewing it. And, no, he wanted out. And then they went up to review it and he got run out. <laughs> Surely a review is dead ball. No, no. Like they ran him out and went and then like, like sorry, when then sent it upstairs to see if he was oh. running out. And he was I out think, by a fucking mile. Surely <laughs> that's against McCullum's cricket on a board yeah. fucking okay. care bear shit. Don't know, mate. Then, you can't no. just, you know, he didn't know maybe, he'd walk maybe, out of the crease. Maybe being back. a New Zealander with a record for assault outweighs being a New Zealand care bear. So the captain. Yeah, well, the good story about Conor Gromholm was he's actually from Zimbabwe. Oh, anyway, even better. Yeah. 
the worst bit about his test was, and I watched this, I was watching at the time and you know, watched like the whole session or whatever. The fast bowls had had a bit of go and Stokes was in and he'd only been in for about an over or two and they made a bowling change and on came Colin de Gronholm. And Stokes charged him every ball and took an, about the fifth ball he ever took an ugly swipe at him and got caught behind. And then Cole, they went upstairs and Cole had overstepped by a couple of millimeters. He was, uh, it was, it was, yeah, he was just about yeah. fucked. Just so bad. And it probably cost him the test match, to be honest. Stokes went on and made some runs. Yeah. Um, I never yeah. of it. So Almost probably threw my phone on the floor. One of the one of the big highlights of the test match from an England point of view was probably Jake Leach getting injured. Because um, oh, it opened yeah. the door from actually bringing a bloke who could bowl, and that was a uh, young Matthew Potts who came in and took four for thirteen. Matthew Potts, so fucking Jesus! It was it was Parkinson who came in. But oh, yeah, was it Parkinson? Was, was it? Yeah, uh, my story is better, Ross. Yeah, don't yeah. let don't let yeah, facts get in the way of a good story, no. mate. Especially yeah. don't you know override our supreme leader, Mick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no um, yeah, so Matthew Potts calling the kettle black got four for thirteen. <laughs> Um, it was radical Zach Crowley would get 43 in the England first <laughs> innings. Um, then it was uh, Daryl Mitchell from New Zealand get 108. And Tom Blundell would fall agonizingly short on 96 to miss out on the ton there. Potts would take a few more, as would Big Stu Broad. It would take three, four, 76 from 26 overs. Um, Joe Root would make a ton, not out. As Ross said, Stokes would make 54, which would be a massive part of why they end up getting over the line. Uh, big Kyle Jamison would get four for 79. Trent Bolt would get one for 73. He copped some stick in that last uh, innings. Uh, England win by five wickets. Man of the match was smoking Joe Root. It would also make 10,000 first class runs. So he's won, his run that brought up his century also brought up his 10,000, not first class, sorry, 10,000 test run. Mm-hmm. So there's only like, is it now one? Two blokes, Tim and Cook, are the only two Englishmen to do it, I think. Could well, well be. That sounds about right, yeah. And I yeah. think he might have missed out on being the youngest by one day or same, yeah. equaled Cook's youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, him and Cook, like it was like nearly the exact same tests or something like that. Like, yeah. Some like very yeah. similar yeah. thing. So one story to come out of that, actually, it's did the rounds on social media and stuff, was um, a few years back when Root was on one of his first tours of Australia, he got dismissed on Boxing Day. And um, Andy Lee, this comedian from Hamish and Andy fame, um, was in the box with a few of his mates at the cricket. And um, he was going on about how horrible Root is and rah, rah, rah. And his mate turns to him and goes, what do you give me that he'll make 10,000 test runs? And he goes, oh, I'll give you 150 to one. And he goes, yeah, no worries. And gave him 50 bucks. Seven and a half thousand dollars. That fucking bet. If Andy pays out, that is a seven and a half thousand dollar bet. That fucking fucking one went. Joe Root got the ten thousand. So um, he's got all that money from being the Melbourne Stars water boy for that's it. So you hope the man is word pays his money out, and you hope that his mate being a is a proper mate and takes that fucking money off him and says yes. Just double oh, enough. Thought, he should have been, he, he should have been so much smarter and just bet a barrel on which fucking street of pubs on the corner off. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, it's how, it's no, one lo- no one loses in that game. No, <laughs> no, I don't give game. you 150 barrels to one. It's just a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite simple. It costs 150. What, what do you give me? 150 barrels to one. Fucking. <laughs> Be willing to bet a barrel. 
I'll give you a hundred. No, I'm not willing to bet a bell. I will bet 150 of them. <laughs> Uh, I will see your jokery and raise you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the second test recently wrapped up between these two nations as well. Yes, Alex? Did uh, Leach get over his neck concussion? Well, he got he obviously in, didn't he? Got... Yes, he did. Yeah. In fairness, over? Alex, like, you were getting stuck in about his neck concussion, mate. As a man who's landed on his head a fucking number of times, that will give you a fucking concussion doing what he fucking did. But he come up holding his neck. Yeah, but yeah, what well, you never start brain stems like, in your neck. Yeah, man. I know. Like, fuck, I bet if I bump you on the top head hard enough, you might hold your neck too, buddy. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I was wondering where you're going with that, but I can see the physics of that. Yeah. But like, you know, it can't have been that bad. Of a... Yeah, but it's I'm, the like... it's the it's the impact. You guys think like the impact of going bang, put your shutter all down your fucking spine. Yeah. Like... But Doctor Maud's um. Ah. Called it. He called it that. Like, I bought you bet he goes off with concussion now, and it's not oh, really yeah. concussion because yeah. that's the only way you can get a player to come in and actually uh, do anything. Put him out on the fence, and they said but, first one the titty out mm. near acrobatically dive. Yeah, yeah. we've, we've got all the trouble head. of picking you, and in the yeah. first session, can you please dive yeah. on the ground because we're going to pick someone else? Yeah. And if um, and if it does go straight, we promise we'll buy you the best wheelchair if it fucking doesn't work out. Because after the first over, they suddenly realised it made a mistake. Quite an off spin is probably a bit fucking much too. He's, he's yeah. an Ashton straight breaker. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got some listener feedback about Yeah, we'll talk. I'm going to talk about this test and we'll talk about that, Roscoe. No worries. I've got yeah, a so, um, so New Zealand batted first in the second test. They would make eight. They would make 553 before they would all be dismissed. Big Daryl Mitchell was in the runs again, getting 190, and Tom Bundell would get that elusive ton, making 106. He's uh, in Jimmy a Anderson. Form. Daryl Mitchell, isn't he? Yeah, he's in a fucking good form at the moment. Belton. Mm. A very Australian sounding name, Daryl yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, like. mm. And he makes runs, which makes him very Australian compared to being a New Zealander. He's average this year, as you put him at. Uh, he, he wouldn't actually get a bust in the Hall of Fame. They'd probably um, embalm his body and put it in an open <laughs> coffin so everyone wing. could look at him. He'd get a fucking yeah. wing in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> Daryl so, Mitchell sweet. Yeah. In reply, uh, England would make 539. Big Joe Root would get 176. And Ginsman, is it Ginsman maybe? Or someone else doesn't like him. Ollie Pope would get 145. Just like uh, anyone. You, just go with, you could just yeah. go with these, my man. I don't mind. Trent Bolt, Trent Bolt would take the Ginford, taking five for 106. It's tough thankful, to do. Thankfully for him, the go- I don't think the game is at Lords, so that won't go up any fucking boards anywhere. So that's good for Trent. Um, <laughs> Trent. And Michael what Bracewell would take three for 62. Um, second time up, the New Zealanders would get rolled for 284. Daryl Mitchell did the run again with 62 not out. Um, Stu Boyd would take three for Matty Potts would get a couple. Uh, it was in the final innings. England would chase down 299 for victory with five wickets down. Ross's man, Johnny Bairstow, the man whose mouth is more open than a clown at Luna Park, would get 136 from 92 balls. He was fucking whacking them everywhere. Benny Stokes would get 75 not out. Trent Bolt would get three for 94 to be the best of the Englishmen. Now, just a quick stat on this match before we talk about the other thing, Roscoe. So, in the history of uh, Test cricket, this match at the most runs scored from boundary. So this is the most runs ever in a test match scored from fours and sixes. So of the quick maths, 1,000, about 1,500 runs that got scored in this match, maybe 1,600. 1,044 of those runs came from boundary. So that's basically two-thirds. There was 225 fours and 20 
four sixes. Yes, Alexander. Um, do we have the stats on all run fours? How many of them? It's in brackets. It says two. Yeah. Ah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's what so, I thought. I, did, yeah. I, can't. I just want to check my yeah. numbers. I just um, ran you through a bit of the happenings on the last day. So England had to chase that 299 with, I think it was a minimum of 72 overs that yeah. New Zealand had to bowl. They got through to, um, they had 20 minutes or so, I think it was, before the lunch break and then he lost one wicket. Then um, Alex Lees looks like a decent opener. Um, yeah, on he does look Nasser right. Hussain, uh, we might remember his rant this time last year about all the funny techniques and his mm. big rant about Brian Lara, you're wrong. Ricky Ponting, you're mm. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listing off these half a dozen mm. great players with true techniques and then saying, Rory Burns is right with his silly lifting battle. <laughs> yes, so I remember that. What a segment. Yeah. So he was he was waxing lyrics and saying, oh, look at this guy with the simple – Standard technique. He does look good, but he, he does look good, Luis. He yeah. hit the first three uh, in the first over. He hit three fours, mm. so that set the tone for them. They lost a couple of wickets. They wobbled a bit. They ended up three for fifty. Joe Root was caught and bowled by Trent Bolt. Trent at Trent Bridge, mm-hmm. mm. and uh, they were about three for fifty odd. But then Bearstow and Stokes steadied the ship. The gingers. Yeah. Uh, mm. Then they went to. T and came out after T. I think they still need 170 after the T. And uh, they then went absolutely nuts. Besto got all the strike. He just teed off. He hit six after six, straight down the ground, over square leg, wherever the hell he wanted. He hit 102, not all of them, but pretty much all, 102 off the first nine overs after T. Wow. It was unbelievable. Mm, it is. He was, he was on track to get the fastest ever century by an Englishman, but ended up being a couple of balls short. And um, one of the great highlights <laughs> of the commentary <laughs> was they put up a graphic of the three or four players who were in the zone of um, getting them. One was Stokes, Bairstow, and then some bloke from the, like, 1890s or something. <laughs> like that. So with that, you know, the really tight caps. Yeah. <laughs> really tight. And, and it had a moustache. And <laughs> Mark Butcher goes, oh, whatever the bloke's name was, like, Jeb Collins or something. That's a naughty looking mustache on him, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Naughty looking uh, mustache. Naughty looking mustache, yeah. And um, I know those sort of things, you know, we do enjoy the uh, coverage from the UK and the Sky Sports team because they've got some really good commentators. My last little highlight of the cricket of course the crowd was up and about which was annoying me but of course just a little bit of enjoyment come from listening to michael atherton the 12th man came out can't remember his name he was wearing a pair of peter siddle sunglasses you know blue things or other cataract sunglasses (laughs) just as he's heading off with the water bottles atherton and they've been silenced for like three minutes during the water uh, the drinks break and just as he's, he's trotting off he goes uh, so-and-so, the 12th man there with a rare pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought it was going to be better, to be honest, Ross. No, but it just, it just tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> the moustache was very funny. I did, yeah. I did chuckle at that. But, yeah, but, um, yeah uh, and as Roscoe mentioned, and we'll let you, you can further elaborate, but we had some listener feedback in regards to the picking of uh, Mr. Jake Leach in this test match as well, Roscoe. Yes. I've watched uh, Jack Leach. This is from um, our UK correspondent, Chris 
So I've watched Jack Leach bowl the same mediocre delivery 195 times these past two days. <laughs> He's sending me under. <laughs> <laughs> How can you bowl off spin at test level in England and think you'll get by with no variations? At least lean the seam back 20 degrees for a skill variant or some shit if you can't be asked developing other deliveries. It's like watching a GIF. <laughs> Uh, the best about that's awesome shit I love it yeah yeah, yeah, don't have to do that just do something the the claw just do do something yeah hold it quicker or slower yeah Yeah. something please Uh, Parkinson bench for this test at least Mo and Ali has said he's open to a comeback I can't bear to watch this Do yeah, they end up with the Jack Leach fan club member? Yeah. Yeah. President, CEO, and secretary. Of the Jack Leach <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get t shirts made. I love Leach. Yeah. King of Spain. Yeah. <laughs> with a pair of sons, a pair of high glass spectacles. Mm, rare ones. <laughs> the rarer the better. <laughs> Good. Uh, all righty. Yeah, that's enough about England cricket. Um, yeah, I was out of that. So uh, depressing. Yeah. Before we uh, on to the <laughs> end of the podcast. Uh, um, just a quick shout out to um, Australian um, opening batsman for the Australian blind cricket team. Oh, yeah. Mr. Stefan Nero, who scored 309 not out from 140 deliveries to, to surpass the previous world record for blind cricket, which is 262 uh, not out, which had been held by Pakistan's Masood Jan. So well done to Stefan. There's a few blokes I've been watching. I've been seeing a lot of this on social media because having like a blind cricket World Cup or something at the moment. And the Aussie blokes are making tons like it is going out of fashion. This guy's so, legally blind and hit 300. Seen yeah. them better than I've ever seen them before <laughs> in my life. The one thing hell. too, the one thing too, like, because you get the, you know, you hear the, like, you know, blind cricket and, you know, we know it's underarm and all that type of stuff. You watch these boys, but they come in off a run and, like, flick it underarm, like, yeah. softball style and shoots down the pitch. So it's not like, it's not like you, you think, you know, you're battling the ball and rolls down and you whack it. I saw a bloke yesterday in one of the highlights I watched play a fucking reverse sweep. Yeah. He barely hit a sweep. This bloke played a reverse sweep. It's like it's it's astounding to watch. Like some of the shots these blokes played, he's fucking very entertaining Crazy, to watch. Right? So well done to the boys. They're killing it. They're currently the uh, the Australian uh, blind cricket team. So well done to all involved. And um, I got a feeling they're going to be getting some silverware in the next uh, few weeks or so. So we'll get a random. Yeah, that'll be good. In so, Oak, we will. Chopper Reed played blind cricket. <laughs> Say I'm legally fucking blind. I can't even fucking. See. Oh right! I was like, where the fuck are you going? Oh, where's this story going? Uh, <laughs> right, that's the end. Surely that's the end. <laughs> God, go to bed, Ross. So yeah. normally I'm pretty big on the yes ending with Ross, yeah. but that so one I, don't the, know. Uh, I didn't know so what was the, going so on. Was the podcast asked for our clip to be sent in to be we'll send them that one. That's podcast the one. of the yeah. That's us. Oh, oh, is that the podcast awards where they make you pay three hundred bucks to be part yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got to book a table of 10. So there yeah. goes the first thing. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't get a vote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why uh, Fantastic. Uh, so mm-hmm. listen to feedback. Um, I actually got a bit of listener feedback on the weekend. So um, at, I ran into a couple of our listeners at the footy. So I ran into um, the Haswa, who um, said thanks for the shout-out on the show a couple of weeks back. So no worries, uh, Grant. You get another one. So next time you see me, you can thank me again. So um, that's not quite feedback. <laughs> a vicious but was- cycle. Of just yeah, shouting him it. out. Yeah, that's <laughs> feedback. Uh, that's critical mass, um, I think. Is that how it works? I had 
one of the chaps um, in the footy side I coach, um, let me know he's been listening to our podcast, which is a little bit surprised okay. by. Does he have a name, um, Mick, or just a uh, His name is uh, Jamie Koo. So thank you, Cooey, for having to listen to us. Uh, he, thought, he thought we were a little bit hard on Justin Langer, and he thought <laughs> that my comment that Justin Langer is he's fucking insane was a little bit, <laughs> was a little bit much. Come but, on, Jamie. Uh, he's, he's a big fan of JL, and he didn't believe in our um, theory that JL should have got sacked um, after all the bullshit with losing to India. All That's I can right. say to that, Cooey, is like I said to you on the day, yes, he should have. So, um, But also, what's his name? What's this, what's this fella's opinion, name? Start your own podcast. I'll listen to that yeah. and tell you you're wrong, all right? <laughs> what's his name, this, this fella? Jamie. Jamie. You're allowed to be wrong, Jamie. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Acknowledging it's the first part of it. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay, mate. (laughs) And also find something better to do. <laughs> yeah, the list uh, if, if you listen to our podcast, you got, you got some. You got if some he's playing for you, Mick, he's probably from the country. So I assume it was in between Oyen and Sea Lake. He was driving. He thought <laughs> I better put this on. I got nothing else. No, Three hours he, finished. Jamie lives in the shadows of the Slade's Cricket Summer. Oh, oh sunny oh, summary. Oh, no. No, anything else, mate? Otherwise, the... he might get robbed or something. Was well, he the bloke who stole that salt shaker at the pub? <laughs> <laughs> get any other personal details about this guy? Like yeah. Yeah. Passport number, something like that. No, but he's actually <laughs> a, nah, he's a ripping lad, Jamie. He's, um, he plays cricket as well. He's a bit. He's, mm. a, he's a little bit younger than me. He's around the same age. Um, difference is he bowls up and down seamers, so his career is uh, unfortunately coming towards an end. Well, I'm going to bowl. I'm going to bowl straight race till I'm about 75, and I played 700 games. Learn how to bowl right. off his Jamie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Come bowl off his Jamie. <laughs> All righty, that'll do us here at the uh, the uh, mid off cricket what podcast. Fucking hell, it's been a long one. Um, so <laughs> yes, Roscoe. Just a final thought from me. I know we're all experiencing uh, the cost of living increases, but I just wonder if everyone was across the uh, cost of a cleaner these days. It just <laughs> really knocked me for six the last few hours. I had the going rate right, $40 an hour. $40. And you have to supply the vacuum cleaner. What? You've got to bring the GIF. You've got to bring the bags. You've got well, to, you've got to factor in vacuum cleaner, mate. You've got to bring the, the solo. Cost. Yeah, what about wear and tear on my vacuum cleaner? Yeah, yeah. so it's probably more like 45 bucks an hour when you factor yeah. in all Costing the other costs. out-of-pocket expenses oh. on the cleaning products. You know what I do is just stick with it, but complain yeah. about the price of it. Yeah. That's what I do. Oh, no, that's the way to go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pay yeah. the money, complain about how it's being too expensive, but don't change a thing. Yeah. All righty. So uh, thanks for that, Roscoe. Um, there'll be one of our listeners out there. I don't even know if listeners anymore. But no, yeah. no, no. We'll He's listen too busy with point. his surgery now. <laughs> too busy with all his free time not having to clean the house. <laughs> just, just researching his latest PID on me. Uh, so it's all righty. So um, what's the next major holiday coming? It's not really a major one coming for a while. Um, um, Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. So <laughs> get, get your Frederick Harold socks. I'm sure there's ones of horses on them. Get ready for the Melbourne Cup. You can never get in too early. <laughs> That's Cup what I've always socks. said, Mick, about the Melbourne Cup. You need your socks and you can never get in too early just to fucking get them. The Frederick Harold Sock Company, do yourself a favour, get yourself some socks. And as they say in the classic, that's my opinion, so fuck you. All righty, that'll do it. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs>